0: Welcome back to season number three, and we have a brand new name, the Joust About Careers podcast. I'm your host, Brian Brock, and I'm a career advisor and English teacher at Van Buren High School. I've seen too many people spend a lot of money and time working toward careers they don't enjoy or that don't help them achieve the purposes they've identified for their lives. I want to make sure that doesn't happen to anyone else, whether it's a high schooler or someone approaching retirement. My guest today is Wade Shimmel, a senior financial analyst for NetJets, the world's largest private jet company. Wade will be sharing about what he does as an analyst, how he arrived at this place in his career, advice he has for future analysts, and much more. I hope that listening to what Wade shares today will help you make better career decisions and lead to a fulfilling career journey. welcome back uh, and welcome to our first episode with the new title of joust about careers uh, and hopefully this will continue to be a good way for people to learn about different career fields so that they can have be better prepared for their lives after high school and beyond so today we have with us wade schimler he is a van buren graduate who is now a financial analyst for NetJets. He's going to be talking to us a little bit about his career and what he does and some of the things that he's learned along the way that might be helpful to some of you. So, Wade, thank you very, very much for joining us today. And I'd love to just hear a little bit about NetJets. Uh, What is NetJets? What do they do? And what do you do for them?
1: Sure. So thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on. Um, So NetJets is actually the world's largest private aviation company. So we have over 750 private jets that are all over the world. And we essentially have over five to 6,000 customers that we fly anywhere in the world at basically 24 hours notice. So we have owners that buy into our program. So if I'm interested in private jet travel, I can either uh, purchase my own share of a plane or I can purchase hours on a plane that is shared ownership with other owners, or I can also buy my own plane and hire NetJets, uh, one of our subsidiary companies, to manage, fly, and service my own airplane. So we offer several different types of services across the private aviation industry. So we've been the the leader in private aviation for over 50 years. So very interesting company. Um, What I do specifically, so I work on the financial planning and analysis team So our department is in charge of essentially enabling all of the leadership to make solid sound financial decisions. And I I specifically support the IT department. So I'm in charge of processing IT data and information and translating that into financial statements, reports, and financial models that are essentially utilized by NetJet's leadership to make solid sound financial decision making.
0: Interesting. I never would have guessed that this company was over 50 years old. I I assumed it was, you know, 10, 15 years old at the most. Uh, Very, very interesting. So when you were in high school, did you have any idea that you would end up in a position like this?
1: Absolutely not. Um, (laughs) When I was in high school, I originally wanted to become an engineer. So when I was in your class in, in sophomore year, I actually shadowed an engineer at Whirlpool and got to see what it was like to hands on be in engineering and, and do that. But when I decided to go to college and I started to work when I was a junior in high school, I started to kind of change my my ways a little bit. So that's kind of what led me down at least the general path of, of my my degree. And, you know, I had no clue that I would be number one working in IT or number two working in finance or anything to do with data. So it was a complete in utter coincidence that I ended up where I'm at.
0: (laughs) Well, good. Yeah. And I I would say that's probably the story of a lot of people out there. So you went to Bowling Green State University and earned a bachelor's degree in business analytics and intelligence. My guess is that you know this or, or that degree allowed you to potentially work in a lot of places. What are some other things people with that degree often do?
1: Sure, so the beautiful part about my degree is that it is fairly broad. So the the general part of my program was, of course, a a bachelor's in business. So you can go into some general level accounting roles. You can go into general level finance roles. Um, Specifically, a lot of my my peers and a lot of the, the folks I went to school with, they're all primarily in marketing analytics or data analytics or statistics type roles. Um, a couple of folks have actually gone on to be actuaries. Some of them are actual data scientists. So depending upon how further you wanna go with your uh, your education past the bachelor's degree, you can either, again, go into more of a uh, specialized data science role, or you can really do a lot of different business roles as well. So that's the nice part about what I did is that it really enabled me to have a, a plethora of options once I got out of school. So. Lots of lots of opportunities and data in, in business in general. So those are just a few that I can think of.
0: Right, and I don't think data is going away anytime soon. So I think you have quite a bit of job security and uh, can easily find a job in that field. Absolutely. Now, you did not originally uh, start with NetJets. You you started out with uh, Willow Tree. Um, You had some internships when you were in college with Speedway and Marathon. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about that decision to move from one position to another and maybe the role those internships had in leading you to where you are in your career?
1: Sure, so in in business in general, uh, especially at BGSU and, and most business programs really stress the importance of internships. Uh, when you get out of school, that that really was the distinguishing factor for me to get my first opportunity in Columbus, which was at Willow Tree. So, from the very beginning of college, my focus was immediately on gaining as much experience as I could. Um, so, that happened to come through an opportunity my freshman year at Speedway. So, I literally started my internship by making coffee at Speedway stores at 5 a.m. So, learning how a business operates at the very bottom, literally as simple as making a pot of coffee or stocking a cooler was how I got started and how we, you know, run our business and and treat customers all the way to my internship at Marathon where I'm helping the overall brand of Marathon make decisions using data. So really starting from the bottom up with those internships really gave me the fundamental knowledge of how a business runs from both The field and in the corporate office so that was a really good opportunity for me to learn the impact that you can have as someone who works in they call it a support center type role or a corporate type role because you're you're impacting decisions that are being you know ultimately implemented out in the field so that is what really got my my career started was just understanding that that, uh, that translation from, of course, strategy and, and implementation to the folks that actually do the work. And really that's what led me to my first role in Columbus. So I cold applied to goodness, you know, two and 300 jobs just like everybody coming out of school. And I really tried to leverage all that internship experience. And that's what led me to meet some people at Willow Tree. And they really valued some of that experience that I had in college. And ultimately what led me to transition away from Willowtree was the company actually got purchased. So the company that I got hired into was a really small technology firm in Columbus and they got purchased by Willowtree. So my job was essentially eliminated completely, only seven months out of college. So here I am, I'm still you know, pretty green to IT and the technology community in Columbus in general and I got let go, so I had roughly two and three months to find another job. Well, thankfully, um, the the gentleman I was working for at the time had been working in the technology community in Columbus for 20, 25 years, and when they say it's about who you know, that's 110% true, because I leveraged the people around me at that company to help me get a role at NetJets. So, you know, you mentioned again the fact that you never know where you're going to end up. You never know who you're going to meet at that first job that's going to get you to the next job. And you know, I've been at NetJets for over two and a half years, and I'm really thankful that I that I that I made it here because I got hired in two weeks before COVID. So, oh, wow. <laughs> um, it was it was quite the transition for me because I I worked in the office at NetJets for no more than a week and a half before I went home for a year and a half. So. Um, But no, that's how I landed in NetJets and kind of got from, no joke, making coffee at Speedway to ultimately working for a a really good company. So, I'm very, very blessed.
0: So, I guess we can say you uh, have started from the grounds up. (laughs)
1: Literally.
0: (laughs) So, I also saw on your LinkedIn profile that you worked for, it looks like a summer, um, at with the YMCA of the Rockies in Granby, Colorado, uh, what took you there, and why why did you do something like that? It sounds like it maybe wasn't necessarily uh, in the, your field of study specifically, but uh, how has that experience impacted you, even though it maybe didn't specifically relate to your college uh, major?
1: Sure, so. With my college experience, I went in not necessarily wanting to enjoy myself, but I was so focused on getting the experience I needed, you know, meeting the right people, getting the grades that I needed to, that I quite frankly got burnt out and I got very sick my junior year of school. So I needed a way to completely unplug from school, from internships, from worrying about any of that. And completely reset and, and kind of refigure out who I was because I was so consumed by all the activities and things that I was doing. So that ended up really changing my life for several reasons. Um, I actually met my wife at that camp in Colorado, so that was one thing. And second of all, I I really learned and got back to the roots of why I did what I did in school, which is because I love helping people and. I learned how to relate to so many different types of people in that experience because we lived with folks from overseas. I got to connect with several different people who I'm still in contact with today. So even though it wasn't specific to data analytics or business, again, some of the fundamental things that are not necessarily taught in school, I got to learn being out there for a little over three and a half months. So um, it was a great way for me to reset from the stresses of college and in right. trying to you know become a a professional <laughs> and right. just kind of reset my my mindset
0: those experiences you know it's amazing how they can impact you, a, a person and like you said you met a lot of people and who's to say that 20 years down the road maybe one of those people you met there might impact your career path and so you know anytime those opportunities come along i always encourage students hey go do it have a great experience you never know how that could benefit you in the future. So uh, that's really interesting to hear you talk about purpose and how that helped you identify that you want to help people and so forth. How do you feel like your current role allows you to achieve that purpose?
1: Sure, so that, that's an interesting question because that, that's something I actually struggled with a lot when I was going into data analytics and business because a lot of folks see businesses as a black and white degree you're working in accounting and you're working in marketing which again you know you're trying to sell something you're working in supply chain or some sort of stem field so typically people think of business as black and white and that was something i struggled with with data in particular um however i had a professor when my junior year of college who helped me understand the fact that i serve people who are extremely stressed they're under a lot of pressure they're handling millions and millions and millions of dollars and they're leading hundreds and hundreds of people. So for me, changing that perspective to I can solve really difficult problems for these people to make their life easier, to take away some of that stress. So that's how I have been able to relate to that purpose because some days, quite frankly, it's hard to do that. Because again, I'm serving folks that can sometimes be extremely overwhelmed and that's just the nature of what they do. So that's how I relate again, a black and white field to I'm helping someone by allowing them to be a little less stressed. At least that's my goal. All
0: right. So that, yeah, that's a great perspective. And again, I've tried to instill in students that there's a lot of different ways to achieve a purpose. You found one way to do that. And uh, yeah, that, that's, that's really interesting. So thinking about NetJets, uh, mm-hmm. what, what's the best aspect of working for a company like that?
1: So when I first came into the company and really started to understand how they operated, um, NetJets is a company that spares no expense in investing in either their people, their processes, and the way they conduct business. And they're extremely focused on maintaining that to the utmost degree because our service the people that we interact with every single day, they expect that. And it really cultivates and generates an environment where I know that they're invested in preparing me to be the best person that I can be so that I can better serve the organization and the people that we take care of. Because we hold people's lives in our hands every day and we don't have the opportunity to make mistakes. So coming in from you know a different background of, of, of an industry or several industries quite frankly that are outside of aviation that was a little bit of a shock because sometimes companies don't react that way or sometimes other companies of course have their own strategies but with netjets they're extremely focused on putting every single thing that they can into the people and the purpose in the sorry in the products that they serve and provide and that really empowers me to keep going and i think that's critical especially when we're in such a challenging industry, and we are always always evolving and changing. So you need that support, otherwise, it can get very, very tiring quickly. Right. So that that's fundamental, I would say to anybody looking to work for a company, how do they empower their people and how do they really go about their business? not so much what they do, but how and why they do it? That's important. So that's that's why I think it's really. The, the best proto working at NetJets or one of them at least, but I could go on for a while.
0: <laughs> that, yeah. Well, Hey, that's, it's always nice <laughs> to have a, a company yeah. that you feel is like you said, empowering you so that you can do your job better in order to help your clients and so forth. Exactly. So if there's someone out there who's thinking about data science, um, analytics, what advice might you give to that person as he or she prepares to start down that path?
1: Sure. I think data science in general, it it can be very broad. There is lots of different facets of data analytics and data science. There are tons of different tools, different skill sets that you can pursue. Um, I, I would really suggest finding the one area or one niche that you are really interested in and sticking to it and becoming the best that you can at it versus trying to learn as many possible tools or coding languages or facets as you can because data science is one of those areas where you have to be a mile deep and an inch wide versus a mile wide and an inch deep, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So really honing in on what you are interested in learning more about and providing help with that type of either industry, or in this case, I'm passionate about IT. so that's what i would say to anybody pursuing data science is you really need to hone that in because that's what will differentiate you from someone else cuz my knowledge of the area that i work in is is really what becomes valuable to to employers versus i know 15 tools or i know five coding languages which in some industries and in some professions that's different so that would be my my biggest piece of advice
0: how much of your day is spent coding
1: um, believe it or not, probably twenty to twenty five percent tops. A lot of what I have to do is try and understand what problems leaders are trying to solve. So as, especially as I've gone on throughout my career, the soft skills have almost superseded the actual hard skills of data science because almost eighty to ninety percent of the time figuring out what problem I'm trying to solve is harder than actually, writing code or modeling something to fix the problem. So it's less than you might think.
0: (laughs) Interesting. I'm glad you mentioned the soft skills too, because students need to understand uh, you have to be able to communicate effectively, have to be reliable, et cetera. So uh, really good, really good. So you've recently made a move uh, to (laughs) Tennessee. What's the biggest difference you found between living in Tennessee and living in... Northwest Ohio or, or Central Ohio uh, in Columbus?
1: So I would say, that certainly it's much different than Central Ohio. Central Ohio, it's it's extremely diverse. It is extremely fast paced. Uh, for lack of better words, it, it can be very stressful just with the environment that you're in. And similar to back home Northwest Ohio, being in Tennessee, we live in East Tennessee and it's extremely laid back people will stop and say, hi, they'll talk your ear off for 20 minutes, they'll they'll wave at you. Whereas in Columbus, they'll honk at you. <laughs> so, um, it, it's, it's definitely much more my speed, of course, growing up in Buren. So right, it, right. it definitely is a better fit for me versus Columbus. But it was great while, while I was there to gain additional perspective and right. to learn what it's like to live in the city because I never had before. So it was really good. Right.
0: What was the best part about living in the city?
1: the opportunities from both an employment standpoint and there's so much to do so many people that you can meet the only the only bad part about living in columbus was the majority of the time we lived there it was during covid which was kind of a bummer um but again the people and the opportunities from a professional standpoint are just amazing in columbus so i i would definitely not be where i'm at if we didn't move to columbus because again, where else can you work for NetJets other than a bigger city or you know someplace that's not a small town like where we live now in Tennessee? So
0: right. um,
1: very thankful for my time there. Good. So definitely different.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I am sure. <laughs> <laughs> so as we wrap up here, um, you know, what's something that you know now about you know, with careers, life after high school, so forth that you wish you had known when you were in high school.
1: I think there's really two two main pieces of advice that I wish I could go back and give myself. Uh number one, you really have to focus on the opportunity that's in front of you today. It's, it's really good to set goals. It's good to know what your major is going to be. It's good to know what you want to do with your career. But if, I, if I've learned one massive piece of, of perspective or, or one piece of wisdom, it's you really have to focus on the opportunity and make the most of what you have that day. Because once all those pile up, that's when life will start to make sense to you. Because like I mentioned, I wanted to be an engineer. And I ended up changing my major three and four times. I ended up working for several different industries, and it's me focusing on today's opportunity that really got me to where I'm at. Um, And second, kind of tying into that, really hone in on one interest and just become the best you can at it, because there's not one perfect job. It doesn't exist. There's not one perfect career for you, only the one that you choose to make the most out of and, and try to be your best at it. Because uh, I spent way too much time in college trying to figure out what the perfect career was for me when there really isn't one. <laughs> so um, those two things are really good. And just be good to yourself and 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 know that it's okay to not know. And just take it one day at a time. So I know everybody says that. All my my uh, support system said that. But I didn't believe them until I got to this point. So definitely it's it's true.
0: Well, I would say that is some outstanding advice, and I really appreciate you uh, joining me and talking about your career and sharing that, because, again, I think that's a career field that most high school students haven't considered, and we know that it's going to be in high demand for a long time. So if uh, we can expose more people to that, I think we will have done our job. So, Wade, thank you very much. Good luck as you continue in your career. And uh, I appreciate your help today.
1: No, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you.
0: Thank you for watching this episode of the Joust About Careers podcast. I hope you learned valuable information from this career story. And to be sure you don't miss upcoming episodes, please click subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform so you'll know when the next episode is released. Thank you for watching. And as always... This is the place to go to learn just about careers.